Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and today we have a fun episode for you. We're going to be talking about Star Wars episodes four, five, and six, and Alex will be on the show today, so you know it's going to be a fun one. I'm just extremely excited to get this episode out. Uh, These movies are very important to cinema, so to be able to sit down and actually discuss them uh, is something I've always wanted to do, so it's nice to be able to get this show out for you guys. Uh, Don't forget, you can follow my page on Instagram at it just works pod and you're more than welcome to join in on the conversation there either DM me or just comment on the episode post and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts any feedback or any opinions you have uh, regarding the films uh, I just think it'd be really fun to have a conversation about it and don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and that's it everybody so let's just get into it cue that intro Welcome into the show. Uh, sorry this episode took so long to do. We suck with planning and we also had a bunch of technical issues tonight, so it almost didn't come out again. So I hope you guys are excited to listen to it. Alex, how are you doing today? Uh, I'd be... I'd, I'd be better if my webcam worked. <laughs> yeah, guys, we can't stress enough how much this shit's messing up. His webcam isn't working. The microphones weren't working on both sides. I had to update my entire computer. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. But today we're going to be talking about Star Wars episodes 4, 5, and 6. We've been talking about this for a while, and we are extremely excited to talk about these movies, as they are the best of the three trilogies. Uh, We're going to obviously start off with A New Hope, which is probably the weakest one of the three. But it's also a very good film. Uh, Obviously, there's a couple things that we may not like. But the, the film definitely is what starts the franchise, and I would say it does a really good job of that uh, with some world building. You know, when Luke is talking to, or Obi-Wan is talking to Luke, and he talks about the Clone Wars, it, like, gets me all giddy inside, because obviously I know what the Clone Wars is, um, you know, from people who watched the movies originally. So it's uh, super badass to go back and watch these films and just kind of... Get, get hit by nostalgia because these movies were ahead of their time. Uh, you know, Alex, I don't know about you, but I, I watched these at a pretty young age. I believe I watched at least all three of these movies before uh, Phantom Menace came out. And, uh, you know, till this day, it's kind of mind-blowing how well they age. Uh, you know, besides, obviously, a couple puppets or maybe a couple uh, effects, special effects, they, I would say they hold up really well with the models that they use and the sets they built. And uh, it was really fun to rewatch these. Uh, it really made me appreciate the movies a lot. I would say that I wasn't like I didn't hate the movies or anything, but to watch them again after all these years is is uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, Alex, when was the first time you watched these movies? Oh shit, I don't even remember. I got <laughs> hit in the head too much in middle school and elementary, so I can't remember. But you're like, I can't uh, my track. dad. <laughs> My dad probably showed me them at a young age, um, probably around the time The Phantom Menace came out uh, also, but then again, I might have been shitting in diapers still. Yeah, right? So obviously we're going to start with The New Hope, which is episode four. It's the start of the entire franchise. You know, we got Luke, Obi-Wan, Leia, Han, his aunt and uncle, and just 
uh, you know, good old Darth Vader and uh, General Tarkin and the Death Star. So there's definitely a lot to talk about here. Uh, I just kind of want to get right into it, though. What would you say is your favorite part of this specific movie? Like, what was the scene that really stood out to you? And even as you rewatched it recently, would it, would it be a scene from when you were a kid? Or would you, or did you change what you would say is your favorite scene? I'd say my favorite scene is when uh, Darth Vader meets Obi-Wan again. And he says, like, four line like one-liners in one go yeah <laughs> he totally does he's like been thinking about finding obi-wan that whole time since he's been cut up and left by lava and he's like you know, this, this this one would sound good this one too and then he's like oh shit this is obi-wan uh, and he uses all four <laughs> He uses all four of his options. He's got to just use them all. He he couldn't decide on one, guys. Uh, they all had to be said. Uh, yeah, no, it's a it's an incredible scene. Even though I have a different opinion of that scene, which I'm super excited that you chose that one. Uh, would that be your favorite scene from when you were a kid, or when you were rewatching it? You're like, oh, this really stood out to me. And uh, obviously, it's a huge part in the movie as well. Um, but yeah. Uh probably both i mean yeah. seeing the lightsabers for you know clash for the first time even though they're like two old people fighting with canes <laughs> uh it was still pretty cool seeing that uh, but and would, would there be anything you'd add to that scene uh just to give it a little bit more context or were you pretty happy with the way the scene played out uh obviously is what we got i'm pretty happy but like if i had um I'd say, like, episode three, like, lightsaber duel. Uh, like, the fan-made one where they're... Actually, it's Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, and they use the, um... Whatever the face... The false face is. Uh, but they're, like, duking that out. Like, mm -hmm. a episode three lightsaber duel. Yeah. I would add that. Yeah, obviously, if we could, that'd be super badass to see that fight, especially after you see Vader and Rogue One at the end. Mm -hmm. um, just just the way he just demolishes the Rebels, if we were to see that type of fighting from him against Obi-Wan, uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. So before we get into our least favorite scenes, I want to talk about my favorite scene, which uh, upon rewatching the movie actually still is the same as it was when I was a kid, uh, mainly because of the Rogue Squadron games. Uh, and then Rogue Leader and Rebel Strike on the GameCube. Uh, it's actually when everyone's in the X-Wings and they're flying towards the Death Star. Uh, so you got Red red Team and all their X-Wings and you got yellow, uh, Gold Team and, and the, the Y-Wings. Uh, for some reason as a kid, uh, that scene really stood out to me. It just, I just think it's so badass. And at the time, when you see all the X-Wings in space like that, it's just like, oh my god, it looks so real. And even then, uh, re-watching it, it still looks really good and holds up till this day. But if anyone's played Star Wars uh, Rogue Rogue Leader on the GameCube, it's the first one that released on the GameCube. The intro to the game demo that was at Best Buy and everything was actually that scene recreated in the video game. So just it always stood out to me. Uh, if I was to add anything to that scene, I wish there was a little bit more dogfighting. Obviously, the goal was to get into the trench and blow up the Death Star. I just think a, a little bit more of an all-out war would have been really cool. Also, one of the things I've always loved about well loved but also hated about the 
the dogfighting in these uh, the original trilogy is I always felt like the rebels never had enough ships or, or uh, starfighters compared to the Empire and all their uh, you know um, uh, Tie fighters, excuse me. And I I kind of if I could change anything, I just wish that the rebels had more starfighters on their side that looked a little bit more realistic because I honestly I feel like thirty or uh, yeah thirty X wings and Y wings aren't going to take down a Death Star. I don't know. Yeah, the thing's giant as a freaking moon. You'd think there'd be, like, more than six TIE fighters on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... You, the whole base would be going... <laughs> be like so, a, kicking a, like a, uh, a hornet's nest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't know if that was, like, a technical thing back in the day or they didn't want to make a ton of models for that. But there would be hundreds of TIE Fighters and hundreds of X-Wings. Like, I don't know why that's not a thing. Uh, I'm not necessarily trying to nitpick. I just think it would look a lot cooler if that was what we got. But it isn't. So now I want to move on to our least favorite scenes. And I'm going to go first on this one. So my least favorite part of the movie, re-watching it, uh, believe it or not, is your favorite scene. Uh, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan meeting again. I really fucking hate the way Obi-Wan goes out in that fight. I can't stand it. I know it's to cause attention so Luke and everyone can get away. I really don't like it, though. Knowing what Obi-Wan has been through and what his character has done in the past, obviously watching these movies, I fucking hate that scene. I really do. But it's to push Luke out the door. I know. I don't care. <laughs> I, just, I just think, like... Right, so push Luke out the door, but couldn't we have, like, a little bit more from Obi-Wan than just a couple, like, cane swings and then he just holds his lightsaber up and becomes one with a force? I don't know. Maybe I'm nitpicking at this point, but I really, re-watching it, I'm like, I wish something else would have happened, uh, you know, with that. But uh, he does... Uh, complete his goal, which is pushing Luke out the door, and you know Luke getting <laughs> out of there. And I, I don't like it though. I don't know. It's just a scene that kind of stood out to me that I was like, eh. I wish I could change that. That's pretty much that for me on my least favorite part. Yeah, um, my least favorite part is um, all the new CGI they put in. Like, all the extra stuff. It's just, like, it doesn't fit. It Like, uh, Obi-Wan, when they're uh, going around and they see the uh, Jawas. Yeah. So, Obi-Wan states that... I wrote this down. Said <laughs> I wrote this down. <laughs> they, they were in single file line to hide their numbers because they were half-track. But when they land and you see that uh, the stormtroopers are looking for C-3PO and R2-D2, mm -hmm. they're riding on like weird ass fucking animals <laughs> with like harpoons. Yeah, no, you're totally right that the CG does not, uh, the extra CGI that they added later on, uh, Completely stands out. Uh, when they're in Moss Eisley and he's saying, oh, you don't need to know where the droids are. He's doing his Jedi mind tricks. Behind, I think, Obi-Wan or the Stormtrooper, there's added CGI uh, creatures 
and it, it just couldn't be more obvious that that was added in. I don't know why they did that. Because I, I do like, and we'll get into it, uh, I guess, in episode three, or uh, I'm sorry, six, I do like some of the additions they made, but this in particular, like what you're talking about with Mos Eisley and the Jawas and the creatures that they're on, it just does not, like it didn't make any sense and I, it does stand out, especially as you if you rewatch it on like a good monitor or, or TV, it couldn't be more obvious that someone's like, yeah, let's fucking throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah that's what i hate no i think that's a very valid thing and i think if we were i think we could both agree if we were to change anything it's actually just to put it back in its original state because those those extra cgi characters are so unnecessary it's pretty fucking stupid um yeah so when it comes to new hope it's it's kind of funny because we both talked about this uh you know outside of the show and I couldn't agree with you more. It's not a bad movie by any means, but I really did have a hard time watching it. And I don't know if that's because I've watched it so much as a kid, which I did, but I I found myself going, are we at Empire Strikes Back yet? Like, am, am, I, am I done? Like, I wanted to get to the end of the movie where they're taking out the Death Star pretty quick. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good moments when they go into the cantina, they meet Han Solo. He kills Greedo because, you know, Han shot first. Uh, you know, when they're leaving, uh, Mos Eisley and the Millennium Falcon, that quick scene where they're shooting each other and Han Solo, like, talks his way out of getting taken by Jabba the Hutt uh, for one last uh, mission, I guess, to make money and pay him back before he gets a bounty on his head. Uh, you know, obviously all of the conversations with General Tarkin, Darth Vader at the Death Star, they're all great. You know, Leia having to see uh, Alderaan get destroyed. But I still found myself, like, wanting the movie to end. Uh, would you say that it was pretty much the same for you, with the way I just described it? Or was it just certain parts that really made you go, okay, I'm over this? Yeah, um, I'd say it could have been shorter. Because, uh, like... Too much uh, attention span for the movie. Uh, like, all the Uncle Owen scenes, like, they could have slimmed that down. Luke! 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 20 minutes later, Luke! <laughs> That's true. I'm so glad to see them burned. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Burn them! Yeah. No, I, I think the, you know, the uncle and the the ant those scenes were a little drawn out more than they should have been and it's unfortunate but uh that's pretty much oh the ceremony at the end too i didn't like that you didn't no they're like at war it's like all right get on your fancy dress we gotta pause the rebel alliance like they should have been like chasing down all those uh, fighters and everything. Let's move on to the next target. They're at war. No time for ceremonies. <laughs> yeah, but besides Wedge, Han, and Luke, I think everybody died on the Rebel side, though. In space, so I guess they couldn't... I mean, I guess they could have followed them. No matter what, they could have regrouped and then followed. I agree with you. <laughs> like, Vader's spinning out of control in space. Like, shoot his ass. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, they could have followed anybody else, 
But now that I think about it, why was the Death Star by itself? Like, why was there no Star Destroyers, like, surrounding it, like a defensive perimeter? Because they were already at the second one defending it. <laughs> That's true, because they are already working on a second one. Not that you know about that until episode th or three. six. Yeah, is it six yeah. that they learn about it and destroy it again? Spoilers. Uh, yeah, I, I do think it's kind of stupid that they have this massive celebration, and you're right, like, they don't continue their fight right there. They just kind of go, all right, guys, we're going to we're gonna take a solid break. I think we're going to let the enemy regroup, and, uh, you know, we'll check on them tomorrow. We just we're... killed 100,000 people. Hooray! Yeah. Alderaan blew up, but let's celebrate. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. But I, I had here in my notes that I really do believe, overall believe the movie is good and it's a great start to a stunning franchise. I mean, obviously Star Wars is very huge. Uh, a lot of amazing lore behind it. Uh, every franchise has to start somewhere. Um, you know, I would... <laughs> maybe not the strongest start when you look back at it, but it still was a pretty good start. And they do a lot of world building at the same time, though. You know, you learn about Jabba the Hutt, you learn about the Empire. Like I said before, Obi-Wan does mention the Clone Wars and Anakin's past. So it leaves people wanting to know more about the world, uh, the universe as a whole. So I, I would say they did a really good job of that. And honestly, for me, that's pretty much a new hope in a nutshell. Uh, what oh, you? oh, oh, oh. In the beginning, oh, when he's God. choking out one of the guys, Darth Vader. Yep. The guy says uh, that the Death Star is the most powerful uh, force in the galaxy. And then Darth Vader's like, oh, you are unwise with the force. And then he's like, keep your ancient sorcery away. <laughs> yeah. No midichlorians. Yeah. So George Lucas already had a good go in saying it's fucking space magic, bro. Oh, my God. I know you want me to say it. I'm not going to say it. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, he could have called it magic the entire time. He didn't have to turn it into a fucking DNA. <laughs> uh, good job. That's, Thank that's you. correct. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say when it comes to A New Hope before we move on to uh, what is arguably one of the best movies made in history? Uh, yeah. Sure. So... Empire Strikes Back is the next one we're going to talk about, which I, I've i always liked it. Uh, I haven't rewatched it in a long time, so it was, it was really actually cool to go back and, and check it out. And all I got to say at the beginning is, my God, this is a fucking good movie. Like, it's really good. It was really difficult to find something that I didn't like about it. And I'm looking at it. <laughs> And my least favorite part is going to be stupid. So, uh, obviously it picks up where the last movie left off. You know, the Rebels are still... Well, actually, it kind of starts weird, I guess, because they're on Hoth. And they're mm -hmm. kind of like hiding like pussies. Even though they literally just got done blowing up um, the Death Star. The Death Star. So... Now I'm kind of confused at why. Why why are they on Hoth? <laughs> what? 
I'm just thinking about that right now. Like, why are they on Hoth if we just destroyed the Death Star and... They wanted snow cones. They wanted snow cones and tauntauns for dinner. Well, either way, the movie starts off in Hoth, and we actually do get to see one of the most badass battles in the franchise on, on the snow planet with the snow speeders and the walkers. Uh, I think that's a really cool scene. Um, definitely holds up till this day. You know, I used to have a snow speeder toy when I was a kid. Always, always loved playing with that thing. So it's really cool to watch that uh, scene again. Obviously, with the, you know, Luke having to kill the abominable snowman. <laughs> I don't remember the thing's name that takes him and kills his Tauntaun. Uh, looks like Sully from Monsters Inc. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> either way, Empire Strikes Back is amazing. I'm truly excited to talk about it because, like I said, the movie really holds up till this day, and there's so many good parts. So when it came to uh, really choosing a specific scene, it's really difficult, but at the end of the day, uh, as I've said before, uh, Luke is my favorite character, um, so anytime we get a lot of screen time with him. I'm pretty happy. So the the end of the movie where he's you know fighting Darth Vader is super badass where they right after Han gets uh put in carbonite, uh Luke shows up to fight Vader after he stops his training, which he's advised he shouldn't. Uh, I just think the fight scene's really cool. Uh it does kind of show a little bit like how powerful Vader is. Uh, he does do a lot more fighting here than the crane fight or the the cane fight with obi-wan in episode four and then obviously we get the reveal that he's the father of luke and at the time when this movie was released in cinema it completely caught everybody off guard and they all pretty much lost their shit uh no i don't remember if anyone told me as a kid before i saw it that he was the father but i don't remember like i don't remember thinking it was that big of a deal <laughs> so uh, that would be my favorite scene, though, in the entire film. Uh, it's really difficult to choose one. There's so many great mo uh, moments in the film. Uh, but Alex, what are your thoughts on Empire Strikes Back? Uh, I think it's the best movie out of the three. Yeah. Um, I'd say my favorite parts of the movie is Vader is literally choking everybody because he can't see his son. And that is not a respectable fatherly thing to do. <laughs> Damn you! Where is my son? I'm gonna choke oh, you like, to death. You let the rebels get away? And he's like, before the guy can even answer, he's like, <laughs> and then the other guy next to him takes over and he says, "Pray." It <laughs> the other guy's again. like, "All right, let's do this." Um, that was almost like kind of comical, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Um, I like the showdown between Vader and Luke. It's a great battle. Shows how Luke shouldn't have left, but he should have. But he lost his hand for it. So there goes some midichlorians. <laughs> um, he lost a lot of midichlorians that day. I like how Lando betrays him and then helps him again. Uh yeah, he does that pretty quick. But he was kind of forced into that position. Right, I would say you could still believe it. Uh, it's definitely something that 
you question, but at the same time, it's very believable for him to, as you say, like he was forced into betraying him. Not to say that he wouldn't have done that if he was forced, but it allows you as a viewer to go, okay, well, I can see this guy's resolve as to why he'd want to help them now. Because he's not even getting his end of the bargain, which he t- talks about a couple times. This deal keeps getting worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely, I mean, you know, good job to the writers and George Lucas on that because you really do, you know, feel for the guy after the deal keeps getting worse. Um, yeah, they did a pretty good job of that. I don't know. The whole pacing of the movie is very good. Like, you there's enough action. Was that? You never get bored. Yeah. Like, it's... You're... I wouldn't say... I, I was not on the edge of my seat. But it kept me interested. Unlike uh, A New Hope. Uh, there's just enough action. And there's just enough talking. Where I'm not like, alright. Phone time. Um, but in the Hoth battle scene, like... Why wasn't there a kamikaze TIE fighter that just, like, decided to fly into the power generator? Right. Or maybe they could have used, like, their uh, their scouting sentinels, or whatever they're called. Scout, uh, the scouting droids. Uh, the ones that actually find the rebels to begin with. Um, they probably could have just maybe used those with their gadgets to turn off the generator. I don't know. It's... I mean, you probably could have done, like, a a blast from a Star Destroyer to the generator, too. Like, I don't know. If no, because they... they had the orbital defense system. But I'm just saying, like, a kamikaze TIE fighter loaded with, you know, a fuck ton of explosives <laughs> blows it up. I mean, because they're hitting everything else. Better yet, send in a hundred. Uh, they're being loaned out from this, uh, the Death Star. Because there was barely any there. <laughs> they were late on the shipment, so they had to bring it to the Star Destroyer. There we go. <laughs> yeah, they could have done... I feel like they probably could have done something to take out the generator. Uh, did you still really like watching that scene again, though? Uh, you know, after all these years with the Snowspeeders and the ATs? Yeah. I liked it. I don't know why Vader went into the base. Like, they could have just, like... Bombarded the place, leveled it, <laughs> blast the planet. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't understand that either when I was a kid. I was actually pretty confused on how he got down there so fast. <laughs> um, yeah, they probably could have just leveled out the base, <clears throat> uh, called it a day, and went on from that. Uh, one of the next things I wanted to talk about with Empire before we get into our least favorite parts is uh, Dagobah where Luke goes to train with Master Yoda, or he seeks out Master Yoda, but he also crashes his X-Wing into the water. I'm sorry, he lands in the water, and then it sinks into the water. Uh, so he sets up camp. Yes, yes. <laughs> he sets up camp, and he's hanging out with R2. He's, he's got fish sticks. I don't know what the fuck he's got, but he starts to eat some food, and then he's greeted by a terrifying-looking little green puppet. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's when we are introduced to Master Yoda, and then he later trains with Yoda, and then also goes into the uh, Force Cave, the Midichlorian Cave, the Dark Side Cave, whatever you want to call it. Uh, 
you know, besides Luke fighting Vader, and then we get the reveal that Luke, I am your father, uh, Dagobah, and everything about it was actually like right up there at the top. Uh, you know, being uh, one of my favorite parts in the movie. Uh, what did you feel about Dagobah? Did you think it was boring rewatching it, or did you actually think it was a little bit more intriguing with all the stuff you know now about, you know, Star Wars as a whole? Uh, I mean, the cave part was cool, but I don't know. Yoda just ignore uh, annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> Very annoying I am. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed the laugh. You fucking you nailed the laugh. That's that's pretty impressive. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's definitely not for everybody. You know Yoda does sound pretty fucking stupid half the time he talks. <laughs> just, I I just really I really liked it. Why you not think that, Ryan? You know he just he does have a couple of good quotes. And, you know, when Yoda pulls out the X-Wing because Luke can't do it with a force, uh, Luke says something like, how did you do that? Or... He, he midichlorians. Bit... <laughs> yeah, he, uh, Yoda has more midichlorians than Luke, but he does say something like, and that's why you failed. And it was, I don't know, it's a pretty badass scene. You know, like Luke giving up. And then he advises Luke to not leave for Bespin to save his friends. And he still does it against his advice and Obi-Wan's. And I thought that was actually pretty interesting because that's one of the things I like about Luke the most, you know, through these, uh, throughout these three movies, is that he's not afraid to... I would not... I don't want to say... I guess you could say disregard. But he knows what he believes... He knows what he needs to do, but he also knows that he wants to do what's right. And that is leaving to save his friends. Uh, obviously, the consequences are, you know, he got his hand chopped off and he lost a bunch of midichlorians. But I really like that he does that because he really does keep his promise, as we find out, to go back to Yoda to learn more. And I, I just think that's super badass about that character. He, he really does. He, he does what he says, unlike his father. He's kind of a bitch. Anyways. That's right. That's where I was going with that. I just think the Dagobah scenes are, are really phenomenal, and uh, you know, Cloud City or Bespin, the Cloud City is pretty badass. But I wanted to talk about our least favorite scenes or just any gripes we had with the movie. Uh, as I said at the beginning of this, when we moved on to Empire, it really is one of the best films made in cinema. Uh, I'm pretty much nitpicking at this point, but Alex, I don't know if you remember, but Lando's like not bodyguard but like servant or right hand man he has like a a headband on that's like right above his ears or something it's like white it's the bald guy it's, yeah i fucking hate that dude <laughs> isn't he like an android maybe that's what he is maybe that's why yeah. he has that headband on him but i fucking hate that character <laughs> okay that's that's my gripe for the fire <laughs> I think he like talks twice. He's like, "Come this way." Beep boop, bop up. Yeah, I fucking hate him. So maybe I hate androids. I don't know, but I really hate looking at that character. I wish he's he a was... synth. He's a synth. <laughs> the railroad will take him out. 
no, yeah. the railroad will save him from Lando. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, I thought the railroad didn't like the Institute in the sense. No, they tried to save him, though. Do they? Yeah. You're thinking of the Brotherhood of Steel. <laughs> they they are synth racist. Yeah, they are. <laughs> They're hardcore synth racist. Well, anyways, we'll talk about Fallout another time. <laughs> but I really don't like that character. And uh, that's honestly the only problem I think I had with the movie. The only other thing I can think of was like C-3PO when Han Solo was going into Carbonite. Like that scene was pretty intense because it was the first time we saw one of our heroes get like kind of fucked up in a, in a sense you know Chewie, Leia, even uh, Lando are pretty I guess you would say emotional about it but then you got C-3PO on uh, Chewbacca's back who just got destroyed a little bit ago kind of being like the comical relief in that scene and I feel like we could have done without that without him saying anything uh, I feel like it took away from the seriousness of the scene which was kind of nice for once um that's pretty much it that I could think of, you know, rewatching it. I, I, that movie is, I don't want to say flawless, but my God, is it pretty close. I'd say I got two gripes with the movie. Let's hear it. One is the space worm. <laughs> okay, why? Why is the, you don't like it? Yeah, they're out in space. Why is there a worm there? It's a giant asteroid that the worm lives in. Okay. It's like when you How eat... is it breathing? I don't know, but it's like the same way we if you eat raw chicken, you can get tapeworms in your body. I don't know. Like how do they just pop up out of nowhere? Okay, but like there's no air. There's not a living atmosphere. There's a freaking worm. And he pops his head out. Shouldn't they have been ejected into space? <laughs> Shouldn't he have been ejected into space? <laughs> I just pictured that giant tapeworm looking fucking thing <laughs> flying into space. <laughs> I don't know. It's George Lucas, Alex. Okay? He's just trying to live his best life with his golden uh, Apparently, it's ancient sorcery, not midichlorians. It's ancient sorcery, not midichlorians. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, so what would uh, be your other gripe? Han going, like, just disappearing on the um when they're trying to escape the fleets and then he like <laughs> goes up on the radar and just like uh puts the suction cap on it's like uh you know what i'm talking about i don't i'm drawing a blank on what you're talking about so they're trying to escape the fleet so this is when they're this is before they're sitting on the control tower right that's what i'm talking about that's how they escape it. They go out with the trash. Yeah. And then Boba yeah. Fett follows them. Yeah. You didn't like, like that? Yeah. How did Boba Fett know Han was going to do that? Don't. Didn't they hear a giant metal clunk? <laughs> like something oh, just I know. landed like, on him? Hey, did, did something just land outside? Guys? Oh, okay. Uh, it's nothing. Uh, they're under staff. They're under. All of them died in uh, the Death Star. <laughs> Uh, yes, Alex, you need to be more sensitive. Half of the crew died on the Death Star. Okay? Poor people. And they only have, like, four TIE Fighters left. <laughs> uh, well, 
No, the shipment of TIE fighters, they're overstocked on TIE fighters, but they're understocked on um, stormtroopers now. <laughs> because apparently all the stormtroopers were on the Death Star, but no TIE fighters <laughs> on it. God. That's true. And I, and I think Bubba Fett, knowing that he was going to do that too, was a little ridiculous. But hey, we got to move forward with the plot somehow, don't we? It's not... Maybe Boba Fett was the only person that heard something hit the bridge, and he's like, hey guys, I think something's outside. And they're laughing at him. And he's like, I'm gonna fucking prove you guys wrong. Uh, or maybe it's just a plot hole. I don't fucking know. But they have to Boba Fett's just sitting in the trash bay like, this is how I go out. Really? <laughs> he's like, oh, there's the aluminum falcon. This is the aluminum falcon. <laughs> um... Yeah, so is there anything else you'd like to add to Empire Strikes Back? Uh, I would just say my my summary for the movie was that uh, it really is one of the greatest films of all time, and good and I believe for good reason though it it took everything that you learned in the first movie and expanded on it in so many different ways, and then kept showing us new stuff as well. And I got to imagine that's extremely hard to do in storytelling the way they did it. Uh, as you said at the beginning, uh, you weren't necessarily on the edge of your seat, but the pacing was so well, you never really got bored. And I, I just think they nailed it with this movie. I think they did such a good job. It was really fucking fun rewatching it. Uh, I, like you said, uh, phone time. No, no phone time during this movie. I was kind of pretty much glued to the screen. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add to Empire? No, that's it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie, uh, but now we're going to move on to Return of the Teddy Bears, and <laughs> could even say that with a fucking straight face. Uh, my personal favorite Star Wars movie, but we are going to be talking about it now, and this movie is fucking phenomenal as well. I know for a lot of people out there, it's not nearly as good as Empire, but Return of the Jedi holds a special place in my heart, even with the Ewoks. Uh, Alex, uh, take it away on this one. Um, what are your thoughts on Return of the Jedi? Um, it's good. Not as good as Empire Strikes Back for me. Right. Um, I personally didn't like the beginning when they're trying to rescue Han Solo. Um, cause Luke just sends in all his friends to basically die or become a slave when he could have just walked in there with his freaking lightsaber and just ended it right there <laughs> he's like he sends in the droids first no uh yes and yeah, then the he droids. sends in then he sends in leia and then lando's there or leia brings in chewbacca yeah and lando was already there as well why didn't he just like go in there and be like here you're gonna either release him or die by the blade <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with you. I actually wrote down in my notes right here, I said, worst part of the movie is Jabba the Hutt and his stupid-ass pet. The thing that laughs like a fucking... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that stupid thing. Uh, but I, what I meant by that, too, though, is in expanded form, is actually exactly what you're talking about. I mean, everyone's getting captured, Leia gets turned into a fucking sexy slave, and we're like, okay, what was the point of that? Like, when Luke can go in there 
and which is what he tries to do and it doesn't work but i still feel like he probably could have done that after sending in the droids maybe because uh, they were to deliver a message and and hopefully java accepted it which he did not uh you know luke's offer and then i feel like he could have went in there after that and then basically got what we saw uh, and why give uh, r2d2 his lightsaber like what if they threw him in the incinerator? <laughs> oh, right, and then that's it. No more lightsaber, Luke. Now you can just use the Force and guns. That's it. Yeah. I was also kind of sad that we didn't see Luke build his new lightsaber. I was a little butthurt about that, but I guess worse things have happened. Uh, what would you say is your favorite part of the film? Um, the final showdown. With uh, Palpatine, Vader, and Luke. and Luke. Yeah, I chose the same damn scene. I just because it because it shows like so many emotion spectrum of Luke. Uh, what Luke is going through, like he's getting angry and then he resolves and saves himself. But then as soon as Vader goes, just uh, he like goes berserk on him. Yeah. And just beats that bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's why I like Luke so much, though, is you can see him go back and forth, but at the end of the day, he still finds, as you said, that resolve, and it's still good. He doesn't let it take him over completely. Obviously, he does when he's fighting, which I don't think is the worst thing ever for a Jedi. But he still finds a way to be calm at the end, or not let it take him over because you know palpatine is really trying to get him to kill him and turn to the dark side when he was watching the fight in space and then obviously palpatine already knew that the rebels were coming so they started destroying most of the rebel fleet and things weren't going so well and Ad admiral akbar said it's a trap and i think uh i think that scene really is the best that's actually what i put for mine as well uh just just everything that happens as you said with the emotions and the spectrum that you know luke goes through but also you know vader himself you can see him looking at his own son getting tempted by palpatine pretty much the same way anakin did though to an extent you know in the old days so it's you can almost like kind of get a sense that vader's like going like look at this dude like he does this to everybody like if it wasn't me he would have done this to somebody else you know and uh yeah um yeah, I mean, that's it. Really, is my favorite part of the movie. Uh, I think if I was to add anything to it, it would have been really cool if, for a moment, Luke fought the Emperor with a lightsaber, like Emperor Palpatine pulled out a lightsaber. Uh, it would just would have been really cool to see, I think. But other than that, I think that scene is pretty damn near flawless, especially the the conclusion of it, and then Luke taking Vader to the shuttle. And Vader just wants to have his mask taken off so he can look at his son with his own eyes. I just thought that was a really badass scene. It holds up very well. Uh, is there any other parts of the movie that really stood out to you? Mm, yeah. I was going to say Vader's redemption. Yeah, I just... Yeah. It, it felt so rewarding after, you know, you and me did the, sequ or the prequel episode probably a month before i started watching these 
And so having watched one, two, and three, and then obviously going into this trilogy, it felt so satisfying yet again to just finish this and see Vader basically, in a sense, go back to the light side or just not be a dick anymore <laughs> and stop choking people. Yeah, I would have liked to see, like, Yoda, Obi-Wan, or Mace Windu warn them about Palpatine's electricity attacks. <laughs> That is true. Luke didn't fucking know what hit him. <laughs> yeah, like Palpatine's so old, he has those fuzzy slippers, and he just has like a piece of carpet by his uh, freaking chair, and he's just oh like, <laughs> and he's like holding his hands up by his head, like he usually does. Yeah, yeah. Luke got fucked right there. Not gonna lie. Yeah, he's probably getting shocked, going, "Really? Nobody could have fucking told me about this." <laughs> Yeah, Yoda could have been like, Luke, watch out for zappy hands from Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> zappy hands? Uh, what would you... Did you like Luke's progression from 4 to 6 as a Jedi? Because by the time we're at Return of the Jedi, he's pretty damn powerful. Like, he really is getting a, a handle of what he can do with the Force, and then obviously his uh, lightsaber mastery I thought was pretty excellent. Uh, what did you think of it? Did you think it was like maybe a little bit too much of a power creep or power jump from Empire, or were you pretty much okay with it? No, I, I was okay with it. Um, it's a good overall progression. I mean, he turned in from a or turned from a whiny bitch into a, a solid hero. <laughs> he really did, though. He was a whiny teenager, and, and then he turned into somebody who can lead an entire army. And in confidence. And he's not too powerful. I mean, he loses in empires. He gets his hand cut off. And then he loses at the end. Uh, his dad has to save him. Yeah, he still doesn't even technically win. I mean, he does beat the shit out of Vader. Uh, if you want to say he won that fight. But Palpatine wrecks his ass. And so, yeah, once again, he still technically loses. And his dad does have to step in and finish the job which will basically lead to his death uh i really do love the conclusion of this trilogy um once again it makes me sad that there's even movies after this one but mm. um, <laughs> <sighs> yeah uh what did you think of the ewoks um scrap them replace them with grizzly bears with uh spears When we were talking about that on Monday or fucking Tuesday, I was dying, dude. Fucking grizzly bear. Grizzly bears instead of Ewoks. Like, one of the things I was telling you when you brought that idea up is, when, you know, in the movie, the Ewok, you know, pokes Leia with a spear, which I feel like should have, you know, pierced her skin and probably killed her. Uh, could you imagine a grizzly bear instead of an Ewok doing that? <laughs> you yeah, he, like, like, goes up and, like, sniffs her and then, like... She wakes up and all you hear is, and like you just see her, like it could be like a panned out camera, like behind the log, and you just see her flying through the air <laughs> and get her neck snapped on a tree. Jesus Christ! It's like the Revenant scene. Oh my god! Now just imagine that for every stormtrooper, like C three PO is their god. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's basically Chewbacca, but a lot cooler. Like a giant ass grizzly bear running at mock speed. 
like yeah. 40 miles an hour. <laughs> Mog speed. Uh, no love for Chewbacca, man. That's a little rough. Uh, do you like the Ewoks more than the Gungans? Yeah, because they're smarter. <laughs> they really are, man. That's that's one of the things I found myself laughing at rewatching the film is, you know, the Ewoks, even as little mini teddy bears, like little fucking Build-A-Bears, um, <laughs> they still fucked up the Empire and Jar Jar can't even get his shit together. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Misa think Ewoks are bad booba. <laughs> so what did you think of uh, you know the second Death Star being in the film and the space battle that ensued and which eventually led to Lando and Wedge until he's uh, taking it out were you pretty cool with that I and the reason why I'm asking you before I guess you give your answer is I really love that these side characters kind of took the spotlight in that part of the war um, you know Wedge is a super cool character and I being a dead horse talking about the video games, but, uh, you know, he was in the Rogue Squadron games quite a bit and the other ones. And it was even the same actor that voiced his own character. So it was cool to kind of see that backstory with Wedge. Um, how did you feel about the space battle, the last one we got for this trilogy? I liked it, but not how they blew up the Death Star. You thought it was a little, maybe a little too over the top? Obviously, that would be extremely hard to fly in with a, uh, you know, a starfighter. Yeah, or the aluminum falcon. Uh, but the way Lando and was it Gold Team fly in there? Yeah, so it's, it's either... Gold Team and Wedge and Lando. Yeah, so they fly in there. They blow up the Death Star. Well, when Luke first did that, it blew up right away when the uh, torpedoes hit it. So Lando hitting it, and then the scene where it's coming out they're coming out and the uh, explosion is right behind them yeah. no they'd be dead <laughs> yeah i think wedge had enough time to make it out but i feel like the aluminum falcon would have blown up for sure yeah in that or both of them would have died who knows i mean the also the problem with the death stars is they could have just uh done hyperspeed with a, a frigate carrier it, it threw it it would have been fine like Everything would have been dead. Whoa, why do, we, why do we gotta go to hyperspace and destroy everything? Well, it's, it's canon now. Hey! <sighs> Fucking sequel trilogy, god damn it. <laughs> uh, um, also, Palpatine getting outsmarted. Because some very little creatures. Uh... Wait, you don't think that's plausible? In hindsight, no. I mean, he can kind of see the future. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I guess all three of them can. We're not going down that fucking rabbit hole. Come on, man. We're going to find plot hole after plot hole at that point. Okay, okay I got one more. One yeah, go, more. Go for it. Uh, how Luke survived the lightning attacks, but not Vader? Well, Vader is almost all machine. So if you think about it, it probably fucking gave him, like, goddamn cardiac arrest or something. Yeah, but Palpatine had his hands pointed up, not on Vader. 
Like he was hitting everything besides Vader, but somehow Vader was still being shocked. Maybe Obi Wan and Yoda maybe put some life into him or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he had the will to live, unlike his mom. I don't know. That. They don't really touch on that, so I guess that doesn't really help our case out very much, but I guess you just say that because Luke's way younger than Vader, he was able to survive it, I guess. Which... The dude survived lava. Come on. <laughs> I hate you! Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh... You got me there, dude. I don't fucking know. It's just... Got... Vader looked like a freaking pizza roll that you left in the oven for too long. <laughs> and... He looked like one of those French bread pizza rolls. <laughs> just You left it in there for like an extra three minutes. And you're like, oh shit, it's all burnt. Yeah. Jeez, man. <laughs> uh, so one of the things I put... Uh, to basically finish things up or to wrap things up for Return of the Jedi is I really do believe it's an amazing movie. It is my personal favorite of the three. Uh, and I, I, But taking aside that, I really do think it's a fantastic way to end the trilogy. Uh, what did you think of that? Yeah, it was good. Um, what's with the celebrations at the end of the movie? So I don't, I'm, not get, I'm not getting it. Um, I really like what they added, though. I'm okay with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. good. Yeah, I like that they added Coruscant and Naboo uh, later on into the films. And uh, I guess I did like the the funeral for Darth Vader. The funeral is very good. Uh, I would agree with you on that. Rewatching that was pretty badass. But I also really like uh, Christian Haydenson being a Force ghost instead of the rando actor they had from the original film. Um, right. I just think it holds up a little bit better because of the the story that was being told with the prequels as well. And then in this apparent Obi-Wan TV show that they're doing on Disney+, Plus, Christian Haydenson's coming back to be Vader. So it still adds more depth to it for anyone who re-watches the films in the future. So that was actually cool. Interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. I'm curious to see how they do it. But it, at least at that point... You know, those editions, those in the digital remasters made sense. You know, one of the things we talked about at the beginning was the New Hope and the CGI and those movies sucking ass. <laughs> so, how would you rate the films? So, A New Hope, what would you give A New Hope? I'll let you go first. I give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Same with me. Yeah, I think the the, the fact that I kind of got bored watching it. Took it down like a point and a half, to be honest. Um, it's not the worst movie ever made. It, it is so far from being terrible. It's just when you watch the other two, can you know immediately afterwards, you're like, holy shit! <laughs> a new hope. It's a is, good movie. Yeah, that could be better. Could be a lot better. So, uh, Empire. Nine out of ten. Uh, I gave it a ten out of ten. I think it's a flawless movie. I really do. Um, 
at Return of the Jedi? 8 out of 10. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, there's just a little bit more I wanted uh, from it when it came to Luke and his abilities. Uh, I know it's nitpicking at this point, but I, I wasn't lying. I really do wish we would have saw a scene where he actually made that new lightsaber. Uh, even Vader talks to him about it. And Grizzly uh, Bears. And Oh, and Grizzly Bears too, yes, yes. Um, but when Vader's walking with him on Endor, he says, oh, you crafted a new lightsaber. Your powers have grown. Like, I wish I could have seen that scene. Um, that's pretty much it for me, man. I, I Obviously, we got to watch one of the best trilogies ever made. Uh, it was really cool to finally review it and talk about it. Uh, we've been trying to do this for a while. So I apologize for the scheduling issues. Uh, real quick, anybody listening, you can check out the show on Instagram at It Just Works Pod. Go check it out so you can join the conversation if you do not care for our opinions and you have your own. Uh, I'd love to hear it, so check it out on Instagram. And Alex, is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah. Um, where do you think Luke got the crystal from? Do you think he got it from Yoda's lightsaber? Mm, I don't think Yoda had his lightsaber, though. When it drops at episode 3, he never gets it back. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm pretty sure there's a comic out there for it. Oh. Well, it's probably not canon anymore. Let's not talk about that. Hashtag Disney. Fucking Disney. Uh, Yeah, man. So that's pretty much uh, my thoughts on the original trilogy. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it for me. Is there anything else you want to add to the trilogy? uh, Nope, but I'm excited for 7, 8, and 9. I'm busting out the notebook for that one. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I literally have to go buy a notebook and so I can write down all the shit talking we're going to do. Because uh, after Force Awakens, it's going to go downhill real quick. But even then, I'm thinking about Force Awakens right now. Like, the beginning is so slow. It's pretty much like A New Hope. So if I got bored watching A New Hope, am I going to even make it through Force Awakens? The Last Jedi, I don't even know if I'll watch again because I think it's the, one of the worst movies made in history. <laughs> Rise of the Skywalker, like makes last jedi pointless besides like a couple moments in it so who knows i still have to watch the last one episode nine yeah so that's gonna be my first time watching it and it's gonna be great because it's gonna be like uh annihilation (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that's awesome man (laughs) uh so yeah that's pretty much it for us today guys uh i do not know when seven eight and nine will come out uh it's probably gonna be a while uh if i'm being honest i'm not really in a hurry to get it done uh those movies fucking suck so (laughs) uh alex thank you for being on the show today uh that's pretty much it for us guys so uh thank you for listening to the it just works podcast i'm your host ryan and alex uh want to say goodbye to everybody goodbye everybody (laughs) goodbye do it all right take it easy guys